A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What an awesome weekend of trials that was. So much important information that has come out of these trials that we need to build our round one sides. Probably a little bit biased, but I actually think this is probably the most important video so far, even more important than that cash cow video because we talk about all of them in here and their prospects following these uh, important couple of rounds that a lot of these cash cows have played, but really seeing majority of these full teams together and you know how important these combinations are going to be. We saw with a few of the teams that they might not be ready yet to come out and dominate. You know, The dogs are one of those that I'm a little bit concerned about with a few of their players that I'm very interested in that might have made their way out of my side. You get a bit of an insight into my team and the types of players I'm looking for in this as well. And yeah, really those those value guys, the guns especially, what I'm deciding I'm looking for this year is this as close to a sure thing as possible. There are you know guns that are going to score a bit lower in certain weeks, and then they're gonna score higher in certain weeks. Matt Burton is a clear example of that who could you know average in the mid 30s to start, then average in the 70s and 80s in the middle. And you know, a lot of these guys can do that as well. You think Carrigan last year have some up and down weeks as well. There's a lot of those types of players. So looking for as much of a sure thing in that first three to four weeks as possible so you can rank well, so you can hold the, the price of some of those guns. And especially those value guys, if you've got a few of these guys there that have that job security and you know, have really nice base, they're not relying on those attacking stats, it's gonna be super important to really get you off on the right foot in round one and have such a great season. So we're gonna kick it off, they're very much out of order. We're gonna start with the Broncos versus the Cowboys. My team, of course, the Cows, we're gonna start with that. And really, overall, it was a good game, both sides. You know, both teams are looking pretty solid and and really led up front by Carrigan and Haas. And, and both of these guys are currently locked into my team and I'm really excited by both of them. Carrigan looks bigger, better, stronger than most of the players on that field and had a better, better motor than most as well. So. I'm super excited by his prospects. You know, anywhere in the 60s in terms of minutes is going to be great. And we've got him priced at around that 50 mark. I can see him, as I said in my analysis of those must-haves, at around that 55. But, you know, there's even a chance he gets closer to 60. So any gun that has sort of 5 to 10 points of value that we get all the way through until round 13, I think super important. So currently it's him over Cotter at that price point, which I've got here uh, and we'll explain now. Cotter, I just have you know him just slightly below, just because Carrigan has that offload, which he, you know, he, he didn't have as much last year. He looked to offload early, and he got a couple in the back end as well, uh, and really probably the minutes advantage as well, and 30k cheaper. So I hope have I uh, probably pushed you away from Cotter. Cotter will still do great. He didn't play big minutes in that, and he looked absolutely gassed when he came off at 25-26, and this, his scoring wasn't great in this one. Yes, it's important to have a look at trials and you know the importance around scores is decent. But remember, if there's guys that got a body of work over years there or at least a whole season last year, for example, you should be able to gauge a general idea of how they're going to play. That's where you can look at someone like Robson who really had probably the worst game, one of the worst games of his career in terms of negative stats. So you're looking at you know six missed tackles for him, an error, a penalty. There was just you know up to 20 points of, of negatives there which left him with a super low score. And he would usually add a few more minutes as well. Granville did come on and play nine, so there's just a slight worry that he, does, he doesn't he does play 80 minutes, especially at the start of the season if it's super hot, for example. But 
I still think Robson is going to be a great option, but I just think I'm personally now looking to move away from guys that I don't think are, are sure hit wonders, especially in this hooking position where last year I went for Reed after he had a great season and he just butchered me and, and didn't play very well at all and didn't score great. So I'm very worried about Smith. There's a chance I'm just going to run Brandon Smith and Tanner Boyd and leave Robson out, but I would absolutely love to have Harry Grant in my side uh, heading into, into round one there. So I just can't see him playing that bad again, but definitely something you need to think about. We had, yeah, it was a pain has there. He played the 40 minutes, got the 40, 42 points, had a, a couple of descent penalties and stuff. So even those, he could probably get out of his game. Um, and obviously the minutes are going to be there as well. So I'm expecting it, you know, close to a 60 average from him. I just suggest getting him in your side like I will be. We've got Moser in there, who's just a, an interesting one to, to look at. He's got the couple of guys in front of him, in obviously Pakes and you know, Walters there. But I think Moser has plenty of uh, opportunity to get into side at some point. He is 18 though, so... Yeah, probably not a look in at round one, but definitely keep him in the black book. I thought Ezra Mann played a lot better, guys. So really improved. He was a great runner of the footy last year, but even his passing was much better this year. So it's only been one game, but I was really impressed. And he didn't have Reynolds, Reynolds there as the main guy, but still, I think that he's going to be a guy that can average close to 50, uh, similar to like a, a Dylan Brown type of player, where he's going to you know tackle well, but has a probably slightly nicer passing game. I'd say Brown has the better running game and is better defensively at this stage. But yeah, obviously a young guy on the rise who's going to be very important. And guys, obviously I understand it's pretty tough to be able to watch the nine of these games, but if you can watch as much as possible, uh, then that's going to be great for you to actually see how a guy plays. And if he, he's going to be someone that you find that is going to be okay in your team to be able to watch him week in, week out, not get annoyed with him. Because I said, most of this is actually mental rather than just the, just the stats. You know, can you... Can you handle someone coming out and getting 20 and then getting 60 the next week? Um, and it's, it's good to look at someone to the eye. Are they, you know, we've got Carm Pereira, we'll talk about later. Awesome finisher. But how's that going to go uh, in some matchups? You know, is he going to be someone that runs a lot out of out of trouble? Is he that type of player or is he just a great finisher? Something to think about and probably look at in a game. And same with all these value guys and mid-rangers. They could come out and get a few lucky tackle breaks, a few lucky offloads and stuff like that. So just be aware Um yeah, watching these games is going to be a lot easier than just going off these stats that I come up with and the explanation I give you. Obviously, that's going to be really important. I thank you for watching uh, us, you know, uh, TK, the Talking League guys, having all of those guys be able to look at a game each has been good. I had to watch all of these myself, but that uh, that is okay. So yeah, a great suggestion is to get on and watch a bunch of those. And I popped all these notes a little bit earlier one, as soon as I made them into the private group, guys. If you want to join that, that would be awesome. We're getting a bunch more people jump in uh, and prizes are coming out soon. So a very exciting year to come. Cobo, he's just super special. I just think he's too expensive on the wing. So plenty of talent and you know, can score amazing tries. Can you know, He's getting bigger and stronger, it looks like, as well. So he's going to be an option at some point, I'd say, but probably not from round one, just too expensive. And Val, he's great, but I think I'm just leaving him for now at the price. There's some other real cheapy guys in the centers that I think uh, can... You know, yeah, there'll be a game or two there where Val scores a 30 and, and these cheaper guys can do that as well. You're obviously leaving some points on the table in your center position if you're going light, but I think, as I said, I'm looking for a sure thing and I don't think Val is going to be that kind of guy. He's going to be a 70, a 30, a 20, a 60, that type of player. So that's that game, guys. Let me know your thoughts around that one if there's anything different to what I was saying there in terms of players. Roosters v Manly, just short and sharp on this one. We got to see Teddy for the first half. They didn't play very well. So the main worry with the Roosters at this stage, do they come out in round one and play like they did last year against the Knights? This this uh, trial there, you saw Manly really come out and dominate the Roosters there in that first half. And, and then they scored a few tries in the second when all the big dogs were off. So Teddy did his thing, looked completely fine. Um, but I'm not going to pick him to start, with, to start with, to be honest, at, at that price point. I think we can leave him for a tick. You know, if he was playing all the way through to round 13, didn't have that round four buy, I would definitely be considering him. But just having that buy and the price point when um, I'd like some sure things up top in the mids and, and hookers, for, exam for example, and halves, I'm going to leave him out. Swally, unfortunately, got a head knock, but he wasn't scoring too well for the start, obviously, with Roosters not scoring well. So I'm just looking to look at him at round five, I think. Sammy Walker, I'm actually interested from the top. As we'll talk about a little bit later on down the track, there's a couple of guys I'm not, uh, I'm a little bit worried about. One being Burton, and Walker is that bit cheaper. You know, Hastings we're a little bit worried about as well. So I'm definitely interested in Sammy, uh, who's the cheapest out of all of those guys. 
And, you know, the Roosters have the Dolphins first up when we saw the Dolphins didn't play super well against the Titans. So Roosters could come out and dominate. So just be aware of that. The Roosters have two really nice games to kick off this season. And Walker could definitely be a beneficiary. He just had to, to rest this game, carrying some tiny little little niggle uh, there, I believe. So Walker will be fine. Smith, just lock and load him. Need to, need to play him. He got, you know, good good points in this one, even though they didn't play very well. So he'll be fine. Uh, 60 minutes, I think, will be, will be sweet for him. Egan Butcher, he's going to do well. Really, the only worry for him is the fact that Angus Crichton could come back at any time. Is Egan ahead of Nat as well? That's the other question there. Uh, but either way, I think he, you know, if he does happen to go back to the bench at some point, like if you do pick him up and, the, and, and Angus comes back, then I think Egan off the bench, he's still going to be able to hit sort of you know, around that average that he got last year, 35 to 40 at worst. So you're not going to lose a heap of money on him if you're able to pick him up from the start. But I think he's going to be a great option. Similar to that of Teague Wilden, they both have a buy fairly early in round four and six. So either way, I think you're going to do well picking one of those guys. Egan defensively makes a lot of tackles, so that's great. And he's obviously going to run a decent line. He scored a bunch of tries last year, just like Nat did. And Nat got another one in this uh, trial game there. So I personally have Egan over him just for the price because you get him at just under 100K cheaper than Nat. And you know both have a little bit of a worry in terms of job security long-term. So Egan over Nat for me. In terms of the Manly boys, Kola was incredible. Him and the uh, Kola Matangi and you know, KO Weeks little combination there on that right side was hectic. He, he looked faster than normal, which was crazy because he was already super fast. But you see his growth, which was awesome. That's what we want to look for. For a guy that's priced in the 30s there, he can definitely be a keeper by the end of the season. The buy-in round two is the big worry. Uh, so let's just leave him for, for the first round or, or a couple and see what happens when Tommy's back, DCE, you know, even those guys went back and they still dominated. Croker wasn't there. Crazy, crazy. Uh, Kelmar, very similar. He looked great. Um, you know, was able to be involved in a few of the attacking raids as well. And he looked really fit and firing. So if they, again, I'd like to see them in round one, see how they play, if he gets plenty of ball or not, because uh, he definitely has some tackle breaking, offloading, and some nice slick passing ability. I didn't write Schuster down here. I just don't think he's an option to start off. And, you know, he looked okay, but points-wise, wasn't there. But he looked solid enough to, to, to contribute. But a lot of time, it was, uh, you know, he was two passes away, like a contribution rather than a direct try assist there. Uh, Kam Tong is the young hooker. So I think if Croker goes down, he's a must. He was awesome. He'll be cheap. Uh, but really, he's probably fighting for that 14 role. Could get it. I'm not exactly sure if he will. I still think he's going to be great if he happens to get that opportunity. Weeks was awesome as well. Put him on the watch list, guys. Played fullback there. If there's injuries to Garrick, to Trebovic, these types of guys, he'll come in. He just looked really silky with uh, with ball in hand. As I said with Olakuatu, amazing, but he's just a no for now. Uh, does amazing things out there, obviously, like I said, but you know, meters are always a little bit down, and that's why he can score like a 70, and he can come down and score a 35. So... That's uh, that there. But Eagles for big improvement this season. They didn't have any of their guns and they absolutely dominated that Rooster side who was pretty well full strength apart from their halves. So yeah, there you go. Nice for the Eels. So this one was concerning to say the least for the for the Knights guys. There's definitely a little bit of a caution I'm having on Knights players. If they play a little better and they do have a soft draw to start, I'm still tempted to start with Hastings, for example. I think a few of these guys are going to be fine because they have that softer draw to start. Obviously, that was their first game together as a spine. You know, Braley there, Hastings, Ponga. You know, looked okay at the start. Was all at sea, you know, for around halftime. And then, obviously, they, uh, the main guys didn't play much of the second half. But really, Miller, I think he was completely solid. And I think he has enough base in terms of meters and tackle breaks, like I said before, uh, to make money with upside if the Knights can improve a little bit. Those first few games, he could come out and score a 50 or 60 and you'd be really wanting him in your side. I can see him having a, a base of sort of that 25 to 30, which you know, when he's priced at that 30 mark, I think that's completely fine with the upside to score tries and, and uh, make line breaks, etc. there. So that's Miller. Uh, he's in my side at the moment. Hastings there, I think just with him, the runs, the tackles, the goals... Really, all of that is is super important, that base. And I think at worst, he can get that. You know, he didn't play the full 80 minutes, obviously. So he got a 28. And if he can get, you know, obviously another 15 to 20 minutes of those base stats, you're looking at closer to the mid to high 30s there. And then any sort of attacking stats from there, you're up in the 50s. And, and that's where we're looking for Hastings to be solid. And, you know, up against the Eels, they're not playing that type of caliber team every week. As I said, they've got some lesser teams to kick off this season. And once they build their sort of uh, combinations there, I think that he's going to be a really solid pickup. Not as much of a home run as I was thinking about earlier, but neither is Burton and these types of guys. So 
yeah, it's really hard to, to get a gauge sometimes in the trials because it is one game. If we got to see another one, you can see some patterns and stuff like that. But at the moment, Hastings still a solid option currently in my side. But as we know, that changes day to day uh, this close in the preseason. Pong, I just think he's probably a no for now. He looked all right, but all right, it's not good enough for us. Elliot, looks like he'll be sweet. He probably could have played if it was round one, but they're going to give him a good rest until round one there. That's the main issue is that he's recovering from an injury. So I think he's on the watch list for now. I don't think Daniel Saifidi stood up enough, so I, can't, I couldn't put him in my side. Uh, definitely on the watch list as well, given they have around 10 by, so you've got some time. Marzu, his attack was incredible. He run, running games crazy, but I think he's a bit expensive in a fairly average team, to be honest with you there. So Marzu, as good as he was, could be a keeper, but that's the worry. If it was a slightly better team, if Knights improved, then he definitely could be like a 650K type of guy. Uh, but for now, it's a no. Matsuri, so... Got injured right at the end, just rolled his ankle. Sounds like he will probably be fine for round one. And the fact that Sean Lane is out, he has broken his jaw. So out for that sort of probably three to four weeks of the season, given that we're two weeks out from the season now, if it's not as bad uh, as, they, as they've kind of said there, which is um, yeah, pretty much normal, that four to six weeks with the jaw. Looks like him and probably Murchie will get the back row spots. And him at 250K, you just got to slot him in. If he's starting in round one, um, most likely that ankle roll is going to be fine. But if you roll your ankle in a trial game, you, of course you're going to go off. But he's someone, his base stats aren't incredible. He did score a try and get a 30. So not ideal really. But at 250K, if he can get somewhere in the 30s, look, you're starting that every day of the week. And you know, safety, high 20s to, to mid 30s at worst. I think you can do, um, you could definitely do way worse selecting other guys for sure. So I think Dury's a solid one. You just put him in your side. And you know, if he's picked in round one, there's not a lot of great options at that price, to be honest with you, that are safer. Uh, and I think you, know, you get three or four weeks at a minimum with him uh, until Maddo comes back and you can make decisions from there. Uh, 250K, you can make some cash. Russell, so him being over 300K, a lot of people asked me about him. I didn't speak about him in the cash care videos just because that price is a bit awkward. He's come out and done really well. He's on that right side as well, which usually isn't as strong, but he was able to get two nice tries. He's obviously a great finisher. Plenty of tries in the games that he does play for the Eels. So him in a good team, I really wouldn't push you away from him, to be honest. But I just think you can pick guys like Warbrick and these types of guys at a, at a cheaper price point rather than going for Russell, who has other guys fighting for that position as well. And you know, guys coming back from injury also. So with Russell, I think you can just hold off on him. But if you pick him, go for it. I think you're going to be fine. you got Zach Sini, these types of guys as well. Um, who will do okay, but again, we've seen what happened to him last year, so not great um, yeah, to go off anyway, those those types of scores that he was picking up. Hopgood, I think he's almost a captaincy option. Lock him into your size, but he you know, could be close to a vice-captain if, you, if you're going you know, real spread out. Hopgood should, should score 50-plus in that first game. Uh, Penasini, big improvement on him. He looked great. Uh, that right side did get a lot more ball, which is interesting. So, you know, might that change next week? They, it looks like they found a bit of a bit of a hole on that right side uh, or left side defensively for the Knights. So just uh, just on the watch list for sure. I think Penasini will be a keeper end of season at that 40, just over 40 type of range. So keep him in your black book as well, but I won't be starting with him personally. They do have no buys all the way up to round 14, which is obviously great uh, and will come into... You know, your your uh, calculations at some point in the year. Tigers v Raiders. You know, this was interesting, wasn't it? The Tigers actually looked great. Very exciting without Joe Oat, who's back, going to be back round one. He could have played today in that 13 role, just carrying a, a small injury there. So he'll be fine. And he will command, obviously, some big minutes. You'd imagine the 13 role, because you know, they were talking about Stefano and Clemmer uh, in that sort of 8 and 10 role there. Joe Oat can be that guy. Can be a little bit of a ball player, but you know, he obviously did really well in either 8, 10, or 13. Didn't really matter for him. His uh, role didn't change a lot. But, you know, no Bateman, no Appy, no Brooks. You know, they had really good defense and, and great attack as well. So exciting times for Tigers. Very disappointing for the Raiders, who should be you know, close to that top eight. I have them sitting around that eighth, ninth position. So, yeah, very interesting there. Tigers, obviously, from that point of view, then you've got Adam Dewey, who was obviously awesome, but you're missing a bunch of those guys, and which means naturally he's going to get his hands on the ball a lot more than normal, but he is someone that does do that in general. So does it change much when Brooks is back? Probably not. Probably just gets a little bit more direction with guys like Appy. Simpson, Simpkin did a great job, but Appy's Appy, right? You got Bateman there who's going to be on his right edge as well, which is going to be exciting for Dewey. So I can see him as a great option there 
He's a focus point, smart player, runs a lot, uh, kicks well, goal kicks, you know, great option. He played the 64 minutes there and you know, scored around that 50 mark. So could be a great option. I'm definitely tempted you know, to go like Hines and him, for example, Cleary and him, one of those types of options. Uh, you know, Hastings is there, Burton's there, who I've had both of them in my side. I haven't had Dewey sitting in there much, but he could definitely sneak in there for sure. Tommy Talao, he had a, a really good few strong runs and a good line run for the try there off Dewey. So I think if the Tigers are going to be good, he's going to benefit. He has a dual position and he's cheap. So he played so much better this round, this game, than he did that previous trial. Obviously around some better players, no offense to the younger guys there, uh, but having you know, Dewey there to, to run off um, and you know he's nice and strong. His defensively wasn't too bad. So I think he's back into calculations. He's sneaking into my side at the moment just because he can cover the, both of those positions as well. Definitely he's going to have the odd low game in him, but I think that you know, if, if Tigers play well, he's going to have more good games than bad. I really just don't think we can pick Bloor. Like, he has to start for me. So, really, they they mentioned that Bateman's probably not, you know, they even know when he's coming back, to be honest with you. They're hoping he gets in soon, Dewey was saying, but there's no real clear knowledge as to when he's playing. But you doubt it's going to be any more than a few weeks. So, if Bloor's starting in round one, you probably pick him, but really, he looked okay at best, so... Stefano, I'm just still not interested. I just don't see the big, big minutes there for him. Like, he needs 50. I can see him getting 40 at best. 35 is, is likely as well with Joe O coming back. Yeah, just don't see it for him at an awkward price. Raiders, they just weren't good, really, at all. Smith Shields had a solid in the first half. He had to move to center. We probably like him on the wing a little bit better, to be honest with you there. Um, but really, I'm probably going to allow over him at this stage. You know, he's still a solid option for sure. Not as excited as we were, but you do need to look at his scores um, in the actual NRL because he actually did a, a great job. You know, he scored, you know, averaged over 30 in the games that he played. And yeah, really, that's all you need for someone like him. And if he does get named on the wing, he will get dual position because he's a center at this point, which is going to be valuable there for sure. But Talal, probably slightly over Smith Shields at the moment, unless the Raiders can kick in the gear because that was really weird. What the, other, what the other thing was weird is just Ricky Stewart in general, He's done it again. He's got Sebastian Chris playing at fullback when we, you know, we thought Rapana was going to play fullback. This has happened a bit where Raps has come into fullback sometimes and then other times like, nah, we'll just leave him on the wing. But it was very strange, to be honest with you, how that worked. He went to left wing and Smith Shields went to center. It's just weird because Sebastian Chris is a great center. They should have left him there. Tarpany, his short sin, he looks like the only dangerous guy. Um, so he was great as always. I wouldn't be stressing about Tarpany, if you're looking to pick him up, he only played the 25 minutes for the 21 points. So he was great. Okay, the Storm vs. Warriors. This is a very, very fantasy-relevant game here for sure. We had, you know, the Storm really just got into their work in the second half. They didn't really play great in the first. And Warriors did an awesome job in the first. They held them off great. Uh, and then the class of the Storm guys just really came into effect. And, you know, that second half really mitigated all the Warriors, you know, back seven, who... Scored okay in the first half, not so great in the second. You look at SJ, you look at CNK. These types of guys just didn't play. Yeah, they actually played solidly, but that second half was really negative. Um, yeah, that first half, they were sitting on 19, CNK. He looked great, you know, kick defusals, getting up well, you know, covering defense. He's always been a great player, right? It's just that fantasy output that we we like to see a little bit more from him. You know, he's always been that solid sort of 40-point scorer, but now moves to a slightly lesser team. And and you saw here that they actually hold their own, which is good. They are not going to play the Storm every week. So definitely some opportunity for him to do well. He ended up on 15, to be, you know, which is not great. Um, you know, nothing in the second half. That, you know, the odd missed tackle came in. But the first half, he was five tackles for no misses, which is what we expect from him. So got the missed tackle, had an error in there, uh, a few bits and pieces that weren't great. The worry here is that he's priced. So 370, can you pick some other cheaper guys that are going to do a job and slightly less chance of having some low games? That's the big question mark you need to, you really need to have with here. So they do have, you know, three, the first three rounds of, of the year are actually not too crazy in terms of teams. So that's the big tick, I suppose with these Warriors guys. Let's move to Tamari Martin. So he comes into calculations a little bit with some of the cheapies not looking safe to me. He is that little bit more expensive, 60 to 70K more than the cheap guys, but his base is going to be solid enough, I would say, in terms of tackles, uh, the odd kick and some, some run meters there. For him to hit sort of somewhere in the 20s and then if he can get a trice or something like that, be okay. Congrats to him, he had, his, uh, he had a child. So that's why he didn't play. Well, his wife had a child. 
Um, that's why you didn't play that trial game there. But um, yeah, he definitely comes into calculations, guys, as a dual position half and the wing fullback. You'd slot him in the wing fullbacks for sure. Tohu Harris, the mins is probably the main worry for him. If he had the extra 10 minutes, he gets 50-ish in, in points for, for a game where they were, were very well beat in that second half. But, you know, first half back and forth is what, you know, what we kind of want from him. Um, but with him there, like, he's, he's a solid option, but there's probably a bit better, right? So, yeah, that's Harris at the moment. I just think, yeah, you can go cheaper, 450, 500k guys, and get guys scoring somewhere in the 40s, hopefully, whereas Harris, you're probably in that 50 range. So a little bit better, but 680k, yeah. Uh, Nick Ore, so he's going to mix between edge and middle. So Karen came on for Nick Ore, and he just shifted to the middle a bit. He didn't play the full 80 either, Nick Ore, but he's going to be solid. I just think he's more of a watch rather than a buy at this price currently. You got Jackson Ford there, so he was very interesting. You know, if, he, if he's looking to get plus 50 minutes, I think you have to get him at the price at 340. He looks really busy in defense, which is what we want, and then the odd tackle break and you know the odd try, which is going to be solid. But it looks like he, you know, he's, he's starting in these trials, both of them now. Potentially he's earned his spot. If you're current off the bench, unless they're really just trialing, like it's meant to be a trial, to see how he plays in that position, I just think that you probably have to get him in and take that risk because you know we look at him as as someone that has actually scored pretty well in bigger minutes in the past mainly through the middle but what you saw in that when he was playing through the middles his tackles were up and we saw that on the edge as well so i can i can see that transferring a little bit his ppm won't be as great as it will be in the middle but if he's earned his spot i think he's going to be great for our size just to shore up that spot we look at guys like bullymore last year and just he wasn't suited to that edge if you're looking at forward play, you're like, ah, oh, he's actually lo like looks fairly solid on that edge compared to what we looked at with Bullymore. You know, he had a bit more vigor with, he has a bit, bit more vigor with his running, for example. So Ford comes into calculations for sure. Wade Egan, I think he looked great, but he's always pretty up and down, to be honest with you. And he's going to be one of those guys that gets you a 65. It's like, oh, why don't we even think about this guy? He's fairly cheap. But there's a reason he is down that bit and not a keeper is because he does have a game. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Where he gets 30 odd and plays less minutes, for example. So keep that in mind. SJ, solid, but I still stand by the 43 average and just not being enough for, for you to pick him up. He started really well. He was in the late 20s in that first half and then just ended uh, around the same mark. So not ideal there for sure for him, but I'm not going to push you away. I just don't think uh, he will come into my calculations. Will Warbrick, get in my team, big boy. Tall, strong, right winger for the Storm, or a good team with you know guys like Hughes and Remus Smith on his side. Uh, I just think you have to get him in and you probably have to play him. I personally, I think I will be. Uh, he's got a minimum of three weeks. Looks like Georgie Jennings probably back around four-ish. So can he keep in that side? Will there be another injury somewhere else? These are all the questions you have to answer there. You know, if, if Xavier Coates goes down at some point in the year, does Warbrick just play on that side? Does George Jennings go over there? There's a few question marks there, but minimum three weeks. You could play him. He'll make some cash. You know, you'll have at least have one or two of those games where he runs for big meters and scores a try. We should get him around that 40-plus mark. And if he does that, he's going to make some cash. So you need to get him in. Uh, I think personally, Smith just not for me that price too expensive. A warm into the season, coming off some injuries. Cammy Munster, he looked he looked good as per normal. If you're not going the top two in Hines and Cleary, I think Munster's going to be obviously you know the next best that you can have there. He's Osseus Huber said didn't look uh, or seem to be hampering him too much. He you know, still looked great, so that's that. Husey looked good at all, as well. Looked better than at times he did last year. Hope he's fit in terms of his calves and stuff like that. So just keep a watch on him. Big Nelson, just wow. 
Uh, is he going to be their big minute guy? That's, that's the question now. They lose some forwards. They obviously get Welch back. I'm just seeing some value with some consistent minutes. If he can get around that 50 mark minutes-wise, then I, I think he could definitely score at, at 50 and, and make some cash. But are you going to uh, take that risk and pick him up? I'm not exactly sure. Harry Grant, slow, real slow start there, but just showed his class. He had a nice run down the left-hand side. You know, he gets busts, he gets offloads, he takes kicks, base, tick, tick, tick. All, all great for Harry there. Uh, if you're looking to start with him, no qualms in this trial. I think he's going to do great. Well, gee, he was good. He was really good, but I think you just avoid him at the price. He's never been a keeper. That's that. Uh, Leora there we've got for him. It was interesting there. He had 127 meters and then 26 tackles uh, with one tackle break. So 40 there in that total, but it's way too many negatives. You know, I wouldn't expect a neg 14 every game, uh, which ended him on that, you know, that 26 there. So not ideal, to be honest with you, but he's cheap enough, I think, that you can just plug him in anyway. At the 389, not a big worry. You still need him to hit that mid-30s 40, which I think he can. Yeah, 120 meters is nice, really. He ran well, just had a bunch of missed tackles, the odd error uh, in his game. So I doubt that he's going to get that every time. Solid. My preference is Katoa at that little, you know, that 50 to 60K more expensive. Uh, he just runs a good line. He looks super fit. I'm really, really happy with how Katoa's looking in a storm system. We've always, we've all been excited that all, with that all season. He ran that good line. Um, you know, to go through and score, which was awesome. And his tackles have been great. So he's low, has low missed tackles uh, in both of those games, which is a big tick. So Katoa in my side at the moment. Leoro, waiting waiting and see how it all, all pans out with a few of these other games and some of the guys we'll speak about later on. So we got the Dolphins and the Titans. This was a very uh, tough game if you're if you're a new Dolphins fan or if you, you're from, from Redcliffe and you know, or around the area and are looking to, to go for them this year. It will be a longer year. Look, they have some some talent up there, but you know, the Titans are a solid team and you can understand why you know they would come out and put a lot of points on. They're a team that has high scoring games and it was again forty to sixteen there. So what we're looking at with the Titans there is I think four is gonna be super important for the tits in this one. So we've got Cam Pereira. Let's talk about him now. So really a great finisher there. We got Round one and three, you shouldn't be going nuts. They've got you know teams like the the Storm in round three, which is going to make it a little bit a little bit tougher um, for for him to come out and dominate. But shows there that he could he could finish anything. Uh, round two is up against the Dragons, which would be good. But just be aware that he's obviously not going to score a quad all the time. Won't score a try, even just one every game. And his base stats aren't great. So we've said that before, but it's great to see him come out and do well. If you pick him up in round one, I'm not going to push you away from it for sure. Personally, not exactly sure if I'm going to pick him, but he's uh, yeah, definitely on the radar of everyone there, so did a great job. Aaron Shop, we know the talent, but the price um, is a bit awkward, and see above with Cam Pereira, what we just said. So Shop there, 13 tackle breaks. Wow. Um, just tore them apart down the left-hand side, so, uh, down the right-hand side, sorry. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Boydie, Tanner Boyd. So he did his job. Surprisingly, he goal-kicked really poorly. He was kicking them like sideways off the boot for someone that has such a high percentage. So I really liked him running the ball. You know, 80-plus metres was great. Six kicks to four and one. All the things we're looking at there. If they can score some points, he will be involved with some try assists and, and tries himself at some point. Obviously, it didn't happen in this game, but it definitely will at some point. Dave Fafita there. His 11 runs was much, much better. Great to see that. He's a good option. For sure, but so much value in the position. He got you know, two nice try assists with, with silky hands. He's great. Um, yeah, great option, but I think it avoid with so much value. Sam Verrills, spoke about him in the hooker video. He's a solid option, impressive work rate, a few good runs. Uh, you yeah, got the few tackle breaks there and a bit of a weird run it was. So these are the ones that you look at guys, you go, oh wow, Verrills came out, he didn't even play the full 80 minutes and he got close to a 50. The run he got, he got two tackle breaks and it was just like a bit of an open, weird play thing and they just fell off him, so... They're the types of ones where you want to actually check out, see you know, how they got their tackle breaks. Was it from great runs? Was it just from guys being lazy? A few different things there. Yeah, even Teague Wilton, we, we saw him come out and just run out of line and, and, and try and bump blokes. And obviously, he's pretty nice footy-wise, but not good for fantasy and you know, getting that negative too. And you know, sometimes the tackle breaks from the other person, you, know, you get that, um, which is helpful sometimes. Tino, as expected for me with him, good work rate, hard to stop. You could lock him in if, if you had him in sights. Yeah, keep him keep him in there. Aaron Clark, as expected, no negatives, which was great. Need to see him starting at 13 for, for Teamless Tuesday. And he'll have that jewel and everything, which would be great. Uh, Khaleesi Haas, looked to be lower in the food chain. Got limited minutes. 
Um, obviously, was named lower in the in their thirty or whatever they name uh, in these trials. But yeah, that was that. Hammer, just a no for me. As I've been saying all preseason, just don't like the work rate, the effort, the missed tackles. Like you saw that one day, you know, for feeder when they stuffed up there, Fafita got grabbed the ball, ran, tried to run the length, and and the Hammer is kind of just. He does look like he's he's chilling, and a lot of time he kind of is, and he goes, oh, crap, like I've got to actually try and chase this guy, and then he couldn't even chase Jojo for feeder. So, yeah, a little bit annoying with that kind of stuff, and, and just his work rate isn't enough, I don't think so. He's a no for me at the price, for sure. Uh, Isaiah Katoa, he's so good. He's going to be a must-have when he gets a spot through former injury. Milford obviously wasn't great, so Katoa could come into calculations there. But for now, he's obviously a young star coming through. You can see the vision that he put, uh, put one of the boys through there. Uh, who was it? Uh, Con- Connolly uh, Lemilu, who who he popped through there on the left hand side, uh, was really nice. So he's going to be solid at some point. Nichols and Himmel Wallace were the best on ground for for forwards in terms of you know their base stats, their, their offloads. Did a great job. So a solid option. I don't think he's going to be an amazing option, but someone at an awkward price that you could throw in. Stone, eh, it's hard to tell what mins he's going to get. You know, a solid work rate, but a bunch of negatives in there, which is pretty normal for his game there. So that's uh, Stone. And the Dolphins there, just not really many great options. I didn't even talk about Gilbert, so I uh, forgot to pop him in, him in there. I just think you just can't you just can't pick him up at this point, unfortunately. Just the, the minutes are a worry. I actually like him fairly well on the edge. In a team where there's going to be a lot of points put, on, put against them, really not someone that I want to be touching. You, know, you want the ball in play as much as possible for these middles. And just for Gilbert, he's a no, no for me at this stage, at that awkward price. There's too many other guys that are a much better value, I think. Okay, Bulldogs versus Sharks. So this is a very, very interesting game here in terms of fantasy. You can see I've got a lot of players to speak about. And we're going to start with the Dogs. I just don't think the Dogs are ready to go in terms of their combination. So, you know, Burton's been carrying a minor injury as to why he hadn't played, you know, a few of these games. Uh, but he got out there. And you know, a few things are scare me for Perham, Burton, and just a slight scare for Alamotti, but I'm not too stressed about him. So I just feel like they need time to build their combinations. And, and really with Burton, the worry is that if they aren't dominating, is his run meters, goal kicking, general just want for the ball like other halves have? I just don't think he has. And, and if I'm needing him to average a 55 plus, dogs need to be doing well, which they did at a certain period last year. I expected them to come out and, and look really good, but it makes sense as to why they haven't as well. So I was hoping that they would, but they haven't. And that puts some pressure on him, Perham, uh, and a few of these other outside backs for sure. Avrilo, I said, hasn't really been an option, but Perham's the, the big worry there. So Burton for now is out of my side, but if you're looking to keep him in, I think that's completely fine. Just be aware that he's probably going to be that 30-odd type of guy, then 80, probably similar to last year at the start. I think we can watch him for the first couple of rounds personally and then look to pick him up because they have a buy in round 13. Last year was a great pickup in around uh, about round six. So, you know, round four, five, six, somewhere there, you can look to, to pick him up. But obviously not going to play an amazing Sharks team every week. So something to think about as well. Perham. Many has an error in him. Uh, unfortunately, you know, similar to, to Sloan, has a bunch of sort of errors, issues at the moment in terms of you know where he is in general play and defense, where he is in attack, the, the ball playing that he has, just a, a bunch at the moment. And he's not basement price, so that's a slight worry. I'm just not sure if you can play him, especially against the better team. So that six that he got is just really alarming. So the dogs need to be good, I think, for him to score well. And unfortunately, right now, he's not in my starting team. May not be in my team at all at the moment. We'll just have to see what happens with, with the options. If you compare him to guys like Tamari Martin, he, Tamari's base is going to be a lot better. So I thought Perrin would come out and, and play a lot better across these two games we've seen him. He did look okay in the All-Stars game, but it was okay, not great. And then in this game, you would hope that he could come out and do well, and he just did not. So that's that. Alamotti, I just think he's safe. It's safe that he does pretty well, to be honest with you. He was solid in defense and ran well on that left side. I think you just got to lock him in. You're probably looking to play him as well. Personally, I, that's what I'm looking to do at the moment. So as I say, guys, learning a fair bit about my team if, you, if you're keeping up here at the moment. Alamotti, lock him in. I think you're fine. If you're not starting him in the team, at least have him in your 21. Uh, Sutton there, I just think he's a no from now. Minutes probably aren't there exactly. There's a little bit of news. I'm not exactly sure if it's 100% as of this morning that TPJ might be out for a few weeks. Sounded like he could have played today, uh, yesterday. 
but uh, they left him out. But who knows how, how bad the injury is. It sounds like it's calf-related. So, yeah, we'll find out a little bit more over the next few days. But that is that. Uh, we know what he can do, but I think he's a little bit of a risk, to be honest with you. Um, TPJ anyway, that is. So Sutton and TPJ, you know, Sutton... TPJ was out and Sutton still didn't go great, to be honest with you. So I think you'd leave him out. Too risky. RFM, I think he's going to have the same 45 average as, you know, what I was thinking about. He did look great. I'm happy with him. Pele, in contention. I think you're going to wait for TLT. He's obviously really cheap. And, you know, probably a good good news if TPJ's out, TPJ's out for Pele to get sort of that 25, 30 minutes, which you can make some money off. Marnie did his job. Lost a really silly error, just like dropping the ball when he's like, just running, changing arms or something like that. There's ones, you know, kind of floats over the top and he goes to catch and drops it. Just all uh, all the stresses of last year. I just think I, I personally can't pick him up. But I know a few people are interested for sure. And in terms of the shark side, a few guys talk about, obviously the back the back guys, the back five there, all okay options. They're going to score tries this year. There's plenty going on. You see Ronaldo, uh, he's going to go over for plenty again this year. Hines, uh, he's captain Hines for me. Uh, Shark's going to be awesome. He just does everything. Same as Cleary. They're both great options. So that's that. We'll speak about Cleary a bit later. Wilton can score you know, can, can score tries, really. You know, one game. And then the next game, he can defend really well. Like you saw last game, the, the first trial, he, he made a lot of uh, tackles there. This week, he decided to come out of line and stuff like that. I don't know if it, uh, Fitzgibbon's going to like that or not. So hopefully he takes it out of his game because it's not too nice for us fantasy-wise if he bounces off and gets a neg two. Uh, he scored 37 with two tries. So, yeah. 60 odd minutes, didn't like that. But I said the game before he had, you know, in the mid 40s and lots of tackles. So really, if he can do it all, it's going to be great. But he runs a great line. I think he's a solid option. Him and Egan in that price point, both good. But yeah, McInnes, I think he's an option at some point. Okay, let's go to Bunnies, Dragons. We've got a few to go, guys. Not too many. Lomax on the left here. Uh, he's going to, what have we got? Two to go, yeah. Lomax on the left. What are they doing? Seriously, that looks so awkward. There was one there he like, He's used to sort of catching and running at that angle to the right. And he, he like was turned a little bit, caught it, and then went to turn. And by the time he even turned to start running in that, you know, so, sort of that angle towards the left, because he's on that left side, to be able to draw and pass, for example, he was just hit by the defense. It just seemed weird. I don't know why they changed that. Like Lomax's right-hand flick pass is, is incredible. Yes, he sometimes gets it wrong, but he's, you know, it's, that's his spot. It just seems silly. Uh, no, I'm really worried for Dragons, to be honest with you. Bunny's res, I thought. In terms of their players, you got Bud Sullivan. He was on the bench there and scored an awesome try. He's talented. He should start at six. I think he's thinking he really has a crack, which is what these uh, Dragons need, to be honest with you. He's on the watch list for me. With them having a buy in round one, I think you could just leave him out of your side and make a decision on him, given he's a little bit over 300k. Just a wait and see. My main worry now is for Sloan. So with him just continuing to make a lot of areas, he's really upset at the end of the game, and you can't understand why he's... Uh, his career is on the line. He really, like, he's just got so much talent. You see, you know, he makes tackle breaks. He has line breaks there. But the errors just keep him down at a, at a low score. And yeah, he's just pretty average, to be honest with you. His chance he could be dropped. Mbai could go to one. They've got a few other options. Obviously, Jack Bird to come back as well, which we'll speak about in a sec with um, yeah, Ben murdoch Masilla and his uh, prospects. But, yeah, Mbai could go to one, as I said, and, and really change things up in this team. So... All these guys are a big worry. Like, you might want Ben Murdoch Priscilla because he's looked great, but then, you know, Berg could come back. Sloan, we don't even know if he's going to start in round two. So there's so many question marks on a bunch of these players. So, yeah, definitely worrying. Ben Murdoch Priscilla has looked great. You know, but what happens when Birds returns? Does he go to the bench? Does he get, like, 20 minutes and, and ruin us? So, again, a worry to even start with either of them. Might be worth not, to be honest with you. And then just waiting and seeing uh, if they can start to go well. But the Dragons look really bad. Little, same as I thought, to be honest with you. Cam Murray, amazing as always. I'm trying to fit him in my side, to be honest with you. Very expensive, but just in everything. You know, when they score points, he can do, you know, get line breaks from the middle, score himself. Um, and when it's an arm wrestle, like the first bunch of games might be, he's going to be in that arm wrestle and get the base stats. So either way, I think he's fine. Mitchell, same as normal. Walker looked great, like better than last year, to be honest with you. Um, just footwork was really what I was looking at there. And vision's always there. But yeah, the footwork looked great. Tass was really solid, but I think he's on the watch list for now. A bit of an awkward price. On the left, which is what we want, Cam Graham's on the right. What we saw there is Cam Graham and Isaac Thompson weren't involved as much. All of the energy and effort was through the middle and on that left-hand side. So Thompson, in this type of game where they're absolutely dominating, he's not going to be able to need to do as many runs out of his out of his own end because they aren't in their own end very much um and a lot of the you know they were getting their ball off a kickoff for example after they scored so 
Isaac Thompson got four runs, 41 metres. He, he was solid. He didn't need to be involved in too much. Uh, so I think you just still pick him. He'll be fine. Base him off the, the games he saw last year. Graham as well, on the right side. Not too much happening. He's a keeper. Probably wait. Davin Wiley. Really did his chances no harm, to be honest with you. He's a very much a TLT watch for me. If he's in this side with no Harvili and no Harmacele in round one, I think he can do a job and get some minutes, hopefully. He's obviously not going to take many from guys like Cam Murray, but you've got Burgess and these types of guys who can give him up a few minutes. And he's that guy. He's that guy they've been talking about for a while. And hopefully, you know, he did his chance. He did a great job on the weekend that he can get his chance there. Iliase did a great job. I think he's an, uh, he did his, did his job, I should say. Um, he's an okay option. When they're going nuts, he doesn't have to be involved as much. He's obviously not going to kick as much in general play. So don't look into his score too much. But the Bunnies are going to be a team that will pile on points at some point during this year. Obviously, the start here is, is what we're looking at. So he could be more tackles, more kick meters type of guy in these first bunch of weeks. So yeah, definitely a solid one, but probably a no at the, mo- at the moment, an okay option. Cook was awesome. Kolomatangi, great as always. Totola, he should be great for the closer games, the first bunch of rounds. Don't look at this one too much. You know, Murray's going to be more involved in the attack for in terms of their middle forwards. Burgess loves a try as well. Totola loves a, likes a random try as well, but it wasn't his type of game. So don't look at his, into his score too much. He will be great in the, when he's playing big minutes and it's a contest back and forth. So that's that for the Bunnies. And lastly, guys, the Panthers versus St. Helens there. And we had, you know, obviously only the Panthers to talk about here. You got Cleary, great captain option as well. Same as Hines. He didn't have an incredible game and still picked up 63 in a wet one. So, you know, just does everything. Kick meters were big. Run meters still there. A little bit of everything there. Tango, I think he's a great keeper on the centers, to be honest with you. Look, I'm not going to start with him in just with his buy in round three and, you know, how are the Panthers going to start? They obviously weren't amazing against St. Helens when a lot of people tipped them to come out and absolutely dominate. But, I think yeah, he's going to be a, a great option at some point of the year. Keep him in your in your mind for sure as a good upgrade option. To'o, I think he was solid. Obviously, the wet one isn't a great one for him either, but you know, around four or five is probably the maybe thought for me, uh, but we'll check him out for sure. Yo was in tip-top shape. He's big, big minutes. He's big uh, base stats there. He's awesome. Tip, top of his powers for sure. Kenny, big minutes. He played, obviously scored pretty well, but you know, in terms of hooking, as a hooking option, he's not amazing NRL-wise. Yeah, he's okay, he does the job, but him through the middle and stuff doing his work is where he's uh, you know, making his money for sure. I think Sonny Luke will get back and should be able to play close to that 50 minutes. So if he does that, he's, pro- he's probably going to be in my team, to be honest with you. Sounds like he was just carrying a very, very minor niggle. It's very similar to Dylan Edwards. So both those guys will be back round one and they would have played if it was a real, uh, you know, real season game. So Luke, I'm pretty interested in, to be honest with you. He's going to be ready for round one. Lane U had a great game, big, big peak PM. And this is the type of games that, and the type of scoring he can do, but the minutes is always the worry. So we're looking at guys like Eisenhuth and, and those guys on the bench. If there's some injuries, we've said this in the past that he should be able to come in and take that role, but they usually have someone that can play that bigger minute role and he's still going to have that punch. But hopefully this year they can get that 30 or 40. So just watch for minutes in the first couple of rounds. You don't need to pick him up round one because uh, he's not basement, but yeah, round four or five, if, if something happens there, he could be a solid one for your side. And then we've got the Garner and Hosking battle to finish this off, guys. Garner was very underwhelming. It's going to be a TLT watch for him and... Yeah, and Hosking, but really the spot isn't safe. You know, it was talk that Garner should be in favour for that left edge role. We've got you know Liam Martin who is uh, currently out, but should be back for round one. It was great that we could see Garner and Hosking. Obviously, Garner's been you know played on that left uh, first choice, but Hosking is fighting for that. Sounds like they're talking to a couple of the, the uh, players there. And it sounds like they're both fighting for that role, which is great for us because if we do get Hosking, absolutely love him. We we know what he could do. What you know we we know what he could do last year. Uh, I really hope he gets the spots. So we don't have to make the Garner decision because Garner could be one to get a fifty-five one week and then a twenty-six, and you're like, oh, that's frustrating. So at that mid four hundreds price, there's so many other guys around the four hundred, five hundred that you know there's actually a chance that you don't start with Garner, but also doubt that he's going to play that bad. His run meters were so far down. Um, yeah, is he going to be a guy that scores really well in in the uh, in the dry weather? All of these questions will be answered in team list, guys. But this is super important. We should find out. We really we, we know the majority of what the team lists are going to be. So use this as your big the big part of your study 
heading into that team list. You should be able to get your team pretty well in order now and then just make a few changes there. There should be a guy, hey, you should set this up guys is if you have some must haves and then you have some guys you're looking for and you might be changing a few of those guns and a few of the value guys along with a few of those cash cows. So don't you know pick seven or eight cash cows guys and then you know they don't all get a spot and then you're, you're stuck or you're picking really poor cash cows that don't have much job security or, or much upside. Just have a little bit in the, in the tank right now and then you can make a, just a few of those changes come team list and then you're not stressing come round one. So keep doing all the study guys. I appreciate you guys for watching these videos and we'll catch you in the next one. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 